Welcome into the Thunder Basketball Universe. As Summer League rapidly approaches, Nick and I are breaking down all of the information you need to know before this group heads out to Las Vegas. But back here in Oklahoma City, the team announced a couple of its players will be returning this upcoming season. We've got all that news and more coming up in today's Thunder Basketball Universe. Each one of the guys up here bring different and unique things to the table, both as players and people, but they have one thing in common, which is they know how to work and they know how to put time in and uh, they understand how to play for one another. That was Thunder General Manager and Executive Vice President Sam Presti at the introductory draft press conference for the Thunder's newest four members to the roster. and. Like he said, all of the four guys that were up on that stage that were picked by the Thunder have one thing in common, and that is hard work. And Nick, they're going to have an opportunity to put that to the test and demonstrate that hard work in Summer League because the countdown has officially begun. Summer League begins on August 8th, which means one of us will be in Las Vegas this weekend, Nick Gallo. That's right. I'm headed out there on Saturday, the same day as Josh Giddy, Trey Mann, Jeremiah Robinson Earl, and Aaron Wiggins, along with the rest of the Summer League roster. We'll get into some of those details in just a little bit. But Paris, as you mentioned, we got to meet all of these players for the very first time all together last Saturday at Paycom Center. There was a great press conference that happened up on the club level. We did a live stream that aired on Facebook and the Thunder Mobile app and OKCThunder.com. Uh, that was a ton of fun. We got to see Chris Fisher and Michael Cage bringing that Bally Sports Oklahoma crew back together. So uh, that was a great time. And just kind of wanted to get your thoughts too on what was it like? That was your your first one of those that you've gotten to do with the, the team since you've been with the Thunder, since these first two seasons of yours have been so wacky. What did you think of, of getting to see the guys holding up their jerseys for the first time and, and getting to meet some of these youngsters? That day was filled with just so much like excitement and joy and happiness. You could tell that those guys were so hyped about being inside of Paycom Center for the first time, getting to see the court for the first time, but also getting a chance to be in front of live media in person. Everything just starts to feel really real for these guys. This is actually happening. They were inside Oklahoma City and Paycom Center. So it was just really cool to see all of these things start to come together and tangibly like start to paint the picture of them being on this Thunder roster it was really cool to see. And it was great to meet these guys in person because Nick, I know you and I have talked about this, you know, being remote, it's hard to get a gauge for just how big some of these guys are. And standing next to Josh Giddy and Jeremiah Robinson Earl during our live stream, it was really cool to be able to actually see, okay, yep, these guys are tall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And also just start to build that rapport. You know, so much of our jobs as reporters, Paris, is just being able to read people, being able to understand their body language, being able to understand kind of who they are, and what their vibe is, and for them to be able to feel comfortable with us when we're asking them questions. And so being able to actually start that process in person was really, really cool. And I just loved, you know, being able to do all of this stuff again. You know, this is something that I've been able to do before. I've been very fortunate to to meet these guys as their NBA journeys are starting and then continue to track them over the course of their time with the Thunder. And so to bring this newest crop of players up to our Thunder offices, to get them in with our social team and our broadcast team and be able to do sit down interviews that we did with them, that fans, you'll get to see some of that stuff over the next couple of weeks as we roll those things out uh, of the time that we spent with these players individually. Uh, it's just exciting to be able to do all of that again and not have it be on a Zoom environment. 
I will say, Gallo, one of the cool things as well, this was obviously an opportunity for these young players and new players to meet the media, to meet us, to get inside of Paycom Center. But it was also an opportunity for them to see how integral community is to the Thunder as an organization. The Thunder selected six community draft picks to be a part of Saturday's festivities. They were selected from six local organizations within the OKC metro area. And it was so cool. They got to do everything. They got to walk the concrete catwalk. They got custom jerseys. They got to sit front row at the press conference. And so it was really cool when those two kind of pillars of the organization got to meet each other. It was just, it was really cool to see that day. Always finding ways to reach out and touch the community. And I think also remind people and, and Sam Presti has said this a number of different times throughout the course of the last few weeks is that the team tries to reflect the values of the community and to hear a guy, you know, guys talk about those types of values, those core things that make them tick the hard work, the gratitude, all of that stuff really resonates in Oklahoma city. And so I I can't imagine it being any more obvious to the people in this community where the thunders priorities lie to be able to have six people who really do amazing work in our community out there. I, I know you really got to meet all of them, Paris. I, I know one of them just personally, um, who is from the Boys and Girls Club. So that was really fun to see him. But just tell us about some of those people that were there in attendance. Well, the one you're talking about, AJ Johnson from the Boys and Girls Club, he was really excited, leading the charge, you know, shouting out some directions for those on the concrete catwalk, you know, just act like, you you know, not, you don't see the camera, the camera doesn't see you, just look at your phone, be nonchalant, walk down the concrete catwalk, it was just like, every single person came with a different level of energy and excitement, and I will say, it was interesting to see some of them were actually a little nervous too. And I I think this also played a role in the actual draft picks because they were going through all of the same sort of, you know, events throughout the day. So all of that anticipation built up for that press conference. So it was cool to see that, you know, the community draft picks had a little bit of empathy for for the draft pick (laughs) stuff on that stage. Like, oh, this is a little nerve wracking. (laughs) Well, all those jitters will hopefully be settled out over the next few days when these youngsters between the ages of I think 18 and 22 will all get to get out on the floor out in their comfort zone again. Uh, We talked to a guy like Trey Mann who said just I needed to be on the court. I want to be on the floor. That helps him be comfortable. Paris, you and I, we're going to tag team summer league and and these guys are going to get their first chance to be out on the court. Yeah, that's right. So the next step for these guys is summer league looking ahead to get back out on the floor. Nick, I'm a rookie at this, so I want to throw this question to you. Obviously, all the rookies are rookies at this as well. As well, But what is the vibe of Summer League like? You've been going for years now. What can these guys anticipate and expect going into Las Vegas? So, you know, Paris, you played in a bunch of AAU tournaments oh, when, yeah. when you were coming up. I mean, it is a 10-day-long stretch of game after game after game spread across two different venues in Las Vegas the Thomas and Mack Center and the Cox Pavilion. They're right next to one another. And for a basketball junkie, this is your dream. You can bop between games. You can watch the second half of one game and then pop over to the other one and watch the second half of that game. You can see all the the best and brightest prospects. It really serves as kind of the convention for the NBA as well. So many people from all of the different organizations descend on Las Vegas and they're there. They're able to to interact and network and meet and greet and and get to know one another, learn best practices. Um, Just get familiar also with some of the up and coming players that are coming into the league. In other sports, it's, you know, 
Super Bowl week for the NFL and the NBA All-Star weekend can kind of serve that way as well. Same thing for Major League Baseball. But for, for the NBA, Summer League is the spot where everybody comes together. And it's really the one time where it's all on a neutral location. You know, in the playoffs, you, you go to one home team's gym versus the other team's home, home gym. This one, everybody gets to just go descend and, and be immersed in basketball for about a week and a half. I will say one thing that I'm very much looking forward to because what I've heard is that kind of fun aspect of it, right? It's got that summer league. It's got that summer vibe to it. It's very AAU kind of feeling to it. And so one thing I am looking forward to is the fun that these guys are going to have out there because you're out there for the first time wearing an actual Thunder uniform. You're out there, you know, trying to get acclimated. So that should be really cool to see for these young guys. It should be a really cool opportunity for them. And also really cool for us being boots on the ground. We're going to be there live and in person. And so that should be really, really cool to bring all of that to you during Summer League. Now, things are going to look a little bit different in Summer League in terms of the schedule. Each team is going to play four games. So the Thunder has four games that they're going to play. Depending on how the record stands after that, the two teams with the best records in Summer League are going to play for a championship on August 17th. But all 30 teams will at least play one more game on either the 16th or the 17th. So if that was confusing, don't worry. We will keep you updated on OKCThunder.com and be sure to follow OKC Thunder on all social media channels. And we'll make sure that you're up to date on all of that information as well. So just to get you started on the schedule, the very first game is Sunday, August 8th. That's at 7.30 p.m. Central Time against Detroit. We'll see if Kate Cunningham, the number one overall pick, is out there for the Pistons. Three more games to follow. We'll continue to update you here, and you can find out all of that schedule information as well. And, and Paris, you know, as we've said, the environment, the vibe, the atmosphere is casual, but on the floor, it is all about development. It is serious business as these guys, especially these rookies, are coming in. They're finding their baseline as professional players. And so it'll be fascinating to watch them put in that work and continue to figure out kind of where they need to continue to take strides in their NBA careers. And every player that's in there is in that summer league roster for a different reason. So be on the lookout for OKCThunder.com for the Thunder to announce the official roster for who is going down to summer league. We anticipate a few returners might be there as well. So be on the lookout for that on OKCThunder.com. Back here in Oklahoma City, there is some big news coming out of the Thunder basketball universe. The Thunder announced that Shea Gilgis-Alexander has signed a multi-year extension with the Thunder. Nick, this is great news for the organization. And if you're a fan of the Thunder, this is exactly what you have been hoping for. Yeah, we, we didn't need to bury the lead with all of the, the draft press conference and summer league talk, but you know we're going in chronological order here for you folks. And so uh, the, the next big thing to discuss is, is Shea Gilgis-Alexander and, and this contract extension. He's coming off an incredible year. So much was thrust onto his shoulders as the primary ball handler, and he ripped it up, Paris. I mean, almost, almost 24 points a game, almost five rebounds, almost six assists on 50, 41, and 80 splits. That is incredible shooting for a guy who was pretty much seeing double teams the entire season. He led the leagues in drives still, shot over 40% from three above the break and off the dribble 
Just incredible stuff, Paris. What, what did my, you see from him? Nick, what I was about to say, that one of my favorite things about Shea during his time here in Oklahoma City is how he's been able to evolve his game in respect to his role and the responsibility that he has on the team at the time. Obviously, when he first came in, he was surrounded by other guards on the roster, and so he had this opportunity to play off the ball, didn't really command as much attention as he did in his sophomore season. And then we saw in the 35 games that he played this past season, all attention on Shea and yet he still led the league in drives per game you saw that he was still able to be productive out there on the floor and find different ways to finish he really worked on his body to be able to take on more contact and so that's been really cool to see him throughout his career be able to take those strides that are necessary so that he can stay on the floor and keep being productive regardless of what attention he gets or what the defense throws at him. Yeah, and this just reminds me of something that Mark Degnall has said, is that if you look over the course of Shea's overall career, from high school to college at Kentucky, to his first year in the league with the Clippers, to second year, to third year, if you give this guy any type of offseason, he's coming back better. And I yeah. think that's the sign of a guy that uh, you can continue to build with. It's something that Sam Presti has talked about over the course of time that Shea's best basketball is still ahead of him. And that's what's so exciting and brings so much enthusiasm to the table for the organization, for Shea himself and for Thunder fans is look at, at some of the things that this guy has been able to do and, and the ways in which he's been able to take on more leadership on and off the floor. You think about the way that he stood yeah. up and, and fired up the team before that horrible uh, second night of a back-to-back in Memphis when they got yeah. in like 30 minutes before uh, they, you know, they were supposed to even be at the arena is when they were landing in Memphis because of that snowstorm. This is a guy that is showing more and more why he has some of those attributes that you're looking for in in an impact player. And yet still he's 23 years old and he has a long runway left. I will say it has been really awesome to see as well. His teammates supporting him on social media, hyping him up, congratulating him on his extension. So everybody within that Thunder locker room is really happy for Shea. But of course, I mean, the fans as well. This is a guy that's been really fun to watch since the minute he put on that Thunder uniform. Just the bag, Nick Gallo, we've talked about the bag of finishes that he has at his disposal. And so it's going to be really interesting to see, especially with the time that he had, you know, rehabbing from that that injury that happened in early March. And now during this entire offseason what he's able to come back with and what he might you know add to that bag as well in terms of being able to finish around the rim such a clever player but Paris I think you you were starting to hit on it of just the joy and the brightness that he brings to the team that patented smile the kind of glimmer of the wink that he he has (laughs) in his eye at all times I mean all of that stuff is part of the reason why people gravitate towards him, why his teammates are so enthusiastic about this for him, and why the fans are, are really connected to him in Oklahoma City. And if you didn't get enough of Shea Gilgis-Alexander talk in this podcast, Nick, you've got an article that's going to be going up on OKCThunder.com, so be sure to be locked on the OKCThunder.com website and, of course, OKC Thunder social channels for more on Shea Gilgis-Alexander. That's all for today's podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to like, rate, and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Thank you so much to our producer. And until next time, Thunder Up and catch you later. <laughs>